0: Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. We're talking EKU football. The transfer portal is open. Man, that's a mouthful. Uh, We're also talking EKU baseball with head coach Chris Prothrow. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour.
1: Get a look, sets in the pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet!
2: Our identity
1: is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports.
0: Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky the purest jerky in the game, and it's here for you now and available at RighteousFelon.com. Use the code STOVE15. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Welcome into the newest edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour. I'm Vince Stover, joined as I am every Monday night by the one and only Ryan Jackson. How you doing, Ryan?
2: You know I'm doing all right. Nah, since you mentioned it, I, I do enjoy this jerky. It is really good.
0: <laughs> nice. Now, you had... Uh, did you did you try both flavors? Mm, sure did. All right. So tell us about uh tell us about which ones. I'm trying to remember. I think the other one was what, the teriyaki, I think.
2: Yeah, the teriyaki uh I forgot what the name of it was called. Teriyaki Balboa. Balboa. Yeah. That I think I liked that one better because it was sweeter, but it's it's really is like a tender, good bite. Like it's really is good to eat. I really did like it and enjoyed it. The the habanero Escobar, that one's a little hot, I will admit, but it, yeah. it was still good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so the habanero escobar is—they've got a couple flavors like that are that are ultra spicy. I mean, they give a nice kick to them, and then, uh, but yeah, the teriyaki one is one of my favorites as well. And uh, glad I finally got those to you after months of promising them. Um, but uh, yeah, I, and that's what I like about too righteous felon—you've got such a variety of flavors where you've got some sweeter stuff. The bourbon Franklin is a very sweet jerky. Um, it's a vanilla bourbon mix and it's, it's, uh, it's very tasty. Um, and then you got the spicier stuff and you got the milder stuff. You got all kinds of different things. So, um, I encourage everyone to go and join the flavor revolution at, uh, righteous felon.com. And again, if you use the code stove 15, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. Um, I bought some the other day uh, at a gas station actually mm-hmm. um, just to support righteous felon and uh, and they had the um, bootleg and barbecue, which is my favorite and then it also had the I'm trying to think what the other one was the OG Hickory I think Hickory OG something like that and uh, but I gave those to my dad uh, when he came down around New Year's. so um, but anyways, uh, lots of good flavors and if you haven't tried out righteous felon yet. You need to go give them a try. I'm not just saying that because they're sponsors of the program. Like it is legit my favorite uh jerky that I've had and uh, and I love jerky. I mean, I have a hard time finding bad jerky, but uh, but righteous felon has hit the spot for me. So, um uh, I'm glad Ryan that you've enjoyed it as well. And hopefully we'll keep it flowing uh <laughs> and get get more more coming through as well. Uh, so we got plenty of things to talk about today. A little bit later in the program, we do have the baseball coach, Chris Prothro is going to join us. Their season kicks off February the 16th. So just around the corner and, uh, over the next several weeks plan to have some baseball guests on, uh, figured we'd kick that off with coach pro as he is a, a, a friend of the program. He's always a fun interview. Looking forward to chatting with him just, uh, in about 15 minutes or so in this program uh let's hit a couple highlights from the week uh first of all men's hoops uh are are rolling so far in conference play undefeated in conference play including taking down austin p um and or yeah was it austin p yeah Austin okay. P. yeah and uh um isaiah kozart named the player of the week in the a uh, this week as well so things have been clicking you know it's funny before they got into conference play, it really was a struggle uh, for the guys' team. And uh, now they played some really good teams as well, and you throw that in as well. But there's definitely a disappointment um, from them on, on how things had gone. They had not shot the ball well. And, uh, well, they woke up in the new year, and uh, they're they're finding it right now for sure. And they are a legit threat in the a which they were predicted to be. Um, it just took them a little bit of time to find their footing. It seems like they found it. And again, Coe's um, since coming on this program uh, has really turned it on. So we'll take all the credit, all uh, the credit. for that, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we'll just say you're welcome. Um, the the ladies, on the other hand, struggling to start the conference play. Two tough losses. Um, they have been short handed in these games as well. So they're not not been full strength. Um, that being said, it's uh, um, you know it's kind of now or never. At some point in time, when you get into the conference play. Where you've got to be able to um, win these games, and so I know Coach Todd will have them uh, adjusting, and uh, hopefully Antoinette Walker will come back soon and uh, and get get everything rolling back for the girls' team. I think she may have played; I think she did play against Austin P. and uh, but against Lipscomb, they got down a fair amount, came back, made it made it a game, um, but could not pull off the victory there. So the girls have one more road game in conference play before they have their first home conference game. Um, and uh, that should be, I'm trying to look it up right now, uh, but it's coming up very soon. Let's see here. Here we go. It's finally pulling up. Uh, so they are at Bellarmine on, sa- on Saturday, and then they'll be home for Central Arkansas next Thursday. Thursday the 18th uh, is the girls' next game. And then Saturday the 20th is a doubleheader um, for the guys and the girls, North Alabama in town. And uh, so that'll be Saturday, the 20th. I'll be in Louisville on that Saturday at my own basketball games. So won't be able to make it to that one. Uh, Thursday, though, I think I'm going to try to be at that one. I don't think I have anything else going on on Thursday. So anyways, um, girls are back in action at home Thursday, the 18th. Um, The guys will now turn their sights to the road as they've been uh, able to be home for uh, some games here to start off their conference play. And uh, so they'll start start uh, getting some road tests now in the conference um, as well. Before we transition to uh, football, though, uh, I want to say we have not brought up uh, Coach Bazzani from Gianna Bazzani from the uh, volleyball team. Uh, she was given a postseason award as well, her name to a list of one of the top coaches uh, in uh, volleyball coaches. So that was exciting for her as well. I don't think we'd mentioned that yet. Um, and so one to make sure we say that, um, let's see here. And then also I lied. Uh, the guys are on the road, central Arkansas on Thursday. They'll be at North Alabama on Saturday. The doubleheader though, girls and guys, the girls play North Alabama. The guys play Bellerman on January the 20th, uh, there as well. So just wanted to clarify that also. All right, let's get into some football stuff as, uh, the new semester. And, uh, as you, you turn the page, so to say, well, there's new names uh, entering into the EKU roster, um, announced on Twitter and confirmed by the players. I'm not sure. Um, the university has not uh, published these yet, so I know there's something to do with paperwork and things like that, that until that gets signed, the the, the school can't say a whole lot about it. But um, the graphics are official. So, so uh, the three names that have been added so far, a Kent State uh, offensive lineman, Nick Bryan. Uh a Western Illinois quarterback, Matt Morrissey, and an Austin PDB. Uh is it Jaheim? I think I believe it's Jaheim. It's either Jaheim or Jaheim, but I believe it's it Jaheim. Jaheim Ward.
2: Um, do you know, do you know him or know I, of him? I have actually yet to meet any of these guys. I know they were on oh. business. And, uh... Now I
0: didn't know if you knew Ward from from playing against Austin P or not. But I guess no,
2: I, I know of him. I remember okay. playing against him. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, and I'm I'm assuming he probably looks better in Maroon. Um, oh, definitely. And- <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: but these guys come in uh, the quarterback, Matt Morrissey. Uh, he was all Missouri Valley honorable mention last year uh, at Western Illinois. Um, I don't know much about Nick, the offensive lineman, uh, yet. And uh, Jaheim, he had 20 tackles last year, four passes deflected. Um, as well uh there at Austin P. So there's a little bit of action going on there. There's more guys that have been offered. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta get through some of this of whether they're actual uh full scholarship offers or if they're walk-on, preferred walk-on offers, or whatever they are. Um, but I know that still offensive linemen, there have been, I believe, 18 that have been that I've seen 18 offensive linemen that have claimed to have received an offer from EKU. And again, this is on their personal social media pages. So um it could it may not be that they've truly received full full ride offers. Just that they, there's a variety of offers you can get from colleges. And uh, but anyway, so 18 offensive linemen that I've been able to count, six uh DBs, a wide receiver, and a quarterback that I've seen as um listed as being offered, um, again, from their personal uh, uh social media accounts. So we'll see where it shakes out. I know um, you know. There is a lot of depth already on the team, but there is needs at the same time, or at least depth needs, maybe not even starter needs, but depth needs. And DBs, O-line um, are definitely two of those those categories. Quarterback was just an experience issue. I mean, you, you got guys, um, but uh, not, not a lot of experience, college experience in that QB room. And so Matt will bring that uh, at least with him um some experience and i'm sure the that's my most intriguing battle ryan is the quarterback battle uh coming into the spring and the summer to kind of see what happens um and and uh, i'm trying to think if i can ask you this question because i want to make sure i can ask you a question you can answer um but when you guys i mean well since you've been there parker's been there so there hasn't really been quarterback battles in your time, right? Was there a quarterback battle your freshman year?
2: Uh, th- there will always be position battles because there will always be competition <laughs> with camp and stuff like that. But, yeah, Parker, Parker's had to go through plenty of quarterback battles my freshman year. I know uh, I know him and Dakota Allen were in a big quarterback battle for a long time. But, uh, yeah, there will always be competition throughout a season. Nobody's guaranteed a spot, even if you're one of the best, it's just you have a better shot of getting it. Uh, it's just, yeah, I would say there's always competition.
0: I would argue that Parker did not have competition last year. <laughs> I mean, he's uh,
2: really good, so it's really hard for him to have
0: competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there there comes a time, but it's really only the quarterback, honestly. Um, and if you've got a good one, I mean, it's just reality. It's the way it works. Right. If you got a good one, um, then you're hoping the guy behind him is preparing for when his turn comes, um, more so than competing him. Uh, but yeah I, I know i remember i don't remember but uh, the dak and uh and parker competition seems to be one of the last ones um that were uh, you know every coach says the same thing oh no open competition yeah but at the same time it's, it's not i mean b Sloan's the running back i mean you know it's not i mean but you know it's that's okay there's going to be competition to play still and and get snaps and things like that too so uh, anyways i'm interested in the spring and the summer to watch um matt as the newcomer but to watch the guys that were already in place as well and and maybe others will get added um but i think it's i think it's an intriguing opportunity um and now his name just slipped me um oh no um not cam but uh, another one of the quarterbacks was down in nashville working oh, Yes, and uh, and you know, I just said, hey, this is an opportunity. Like this is the year for him right now. Uh, huge opportunity to show what you got to to make those strides uh, in the off season, so that when you show back up and get get back to work, the coaches see, hey, there's something's growing in this in this kid, and and the opportunity there um, as well. So a lot of work being put into place. Uh, team meeting, first team meeting will be next week on the fourteenth. Um, so you get in the room together and and see everybody, meet the new faces um, as well. How, when does the um, like non-workout stuff start? Uh, like obviously, you're doing strength and conditioning and things like that um, and and whatnot uh, throughout the winter. When do you get back on the field and start doing stuff?
2: Oh uh, no, nah, I'm terrible with scheduling. Uh, <laughs> usually, they usually send us out a schedule at r- right after the first little meeting, and I'll be able to help you out more. With, okay. like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. sometime in the future, yeah. Uh, sometime after the first meeting,
2: we'll we'll be working out again.
0: I I, I can respect that. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll tell me when, and I'll be there. That's mm-hmm. I I live that philosophy many times in life as well. Um, so, anyways, there is there's a lot happening. Um, no more names have announced that they're leaving, um, and most of the players who have entered the transfer portal have yet to announce that they found a new home yet, um, as well as far as EKU kids who have entered a few have, and we talked about those several weeks ago. But um, interested to see where those things continue to shake out, where those guys end up landing, uh, what opportunities they get. Um, and uh, and then I'm also keeping an eye on, and I don't know if you would know this or not, Ryan, uh, but I'm keeping an eye on, on Dakota Allen. Um, you know, he with his injury, he didn't get drafted. Um, he was told, hey, get healthy, and once you're fully healthy, uh, then there's probably going to be opportunities out there. To this point that I've seen – there haven't been any workout opportunities, and maybe there has been. Uh, or actually, I think he had a couple workouts um, during the season. Um, but now you've got the the UFL draft has been going on throughout the week, and um, you know the spring football and stuff like that. And I'm curious to keep. I'm just keeping my ear to the ground on that to figure out if that gets an opportunity because I really feel like the amount of work he put in on his body going into his senior year um to to bulk up to to get those muscles and and strengthen himself up um i really thought he was going to get a, a legit chance and uh and to this point he's had like i said a couple workouts but outside of that haven't seen anything have you heard any updates on him
2: uh i have no updates but he's always in the training room all the time getting recovery so we keep up with dak so yeah i wouldn't say i have any updates on his futures though
0: and uh and your boy matt uh jackson uh out there final final week of the season uh right. running out there saw coach Wills was at the game and uh and had pictures and everything of Matt out there running special teams He played all season listen i you know when we got to the end of preseason we had him on the show uh the day before cuts we had Matt on the show right. and you know Matt said hey no, i feel like i've done enough i feel like i've done enough to make the team and if i don't you know then i'll just keep working and we'll go from there and and uh and within i think 12 hours later he got the news that he was he was on the team. And uh not only is he on the team, he's been dressing and he's been on the field right. and uh, taking advantage of those opportunities, which is really cool to see um as well. Have you been able to chat with Matt at all throughout the season?
2: Uh, a little bit. I I try and try and leave him alone while he's uh he's working, obviously, and he has a very busy life. If you yeah. see he did uh, he did something really cool around the holidays to where he uh gave gifts out to little kids in Nashville, so I definitely texted him during that and i thought that was big time stuff for him
0: yeah yeah definitely it was really neat to see his uh just being active there in the community for sure and uh, we're going to give him a couple weeks to 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 chill, but we'll reach out to him and try to get him back on the show and and uh, get his thoughts on the season here. Hopefully, in a couple weeks, um, but we want to give him this. I mean, he, they just ended, so we're going to give him a little bit of time uh, to relax and uh, get some time with his uh, his kids and and uh, and things like that as well. So, all right, very good. So we'll keep a uh, track on everything that's going on with the um, new additions uh, to the team, and uh, we're excited to see. Again, how that continues to build out. We're going to take a quick commercial break and hear a word from our sponsors, Righteous Felon Jerky. And when we come back, we're going to talk baseball with the one and only Coach Chris Prothrow. Say hello to America's most wanted craft beef jerky. Over 15 flavors with all kinds of character. The number one jerky gift box and all-natural black Angus quality made right here in the U.S. of A. Taste the flavor revolution. At righteousfelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. That's righteousfelon.com. Promo code S-T-O-V-E one five at checkout. Welcome back into the sports stove local hour presented by righteous felon jerky. And it's now time for our guest this evening. And he is the coach of EKU baseball, the one and only coach Chris Prothrow. Coach Pro, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, good to have you back on the show. It's been a while since we've talked to you, Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's what, a month away uh, from first pitch and uh, you guys are getting, I know I saw you had the team meeting, had everybody back from Christmas break and everything like that.
1: So uh, how's the excitement level right now in the building? Uh, That's something we talked about in the meeting. I think that we're very excited and something we talked about with the guys, like from a coaching staff perspective, which is you try to avoid saying kind of at this time every year is I've never been more excited, right? Because then you're, you're devaluing the excitement you had for last year's team at the start of it, or maybe possibly even looking forward into the future, you know, should they keep me around for a couple more years, we're hopeful to have more first team meetings in January. Right. And you don't want to devalue the excitement you have for those guys. So what we try to kind of, I guess be mindful of is, is say that we're as excited as we could be and, Certainly, cautiously optimistic that we are putting our best foot forward to get off to a good start this year.
0: So uh, you've got some guys that are returning, of course, that were impact guys for you last year. But uh, let's talk about first, uh, you know, guys like Will King uh, who who aren't there anymore, uh, and and but you got to see them come through the program, succeed in the program, and now moving on to success uh, further from that. Um, how do you fill a void? i mean this is not the first year you've lost a, a, a player like that uh, but uh, how do you fill fill that void or what do you do to try to encourage guys
1: to help fill that void? I, I don't know how you fill a void there's several of those guys that were with us you know kind of from year one or started making a year uh, an impact in years two and three for all of us in the program will is certainly one of them he came. In January of 2021, he was 17 years old. I think he had just turned 17 years old, and there were people that were writing articles that said he was the youngest player to ever start a Division I baseball game, at least at the time or maybe during the season or maybe forever. Um, And it was never too much for him, and the leadership that he provided. You know, Will is obviously a good player. That's why the Atlanta Braves drafted him and took him from us. Uh, But it's not just the – the impact he made with the bat, you know, hitting in the middle of our order for three years. It's not just the impact that he made catching uh, the behind the plate and the leadership that he provided both in games and in the bullpen, but really what he did, whether it's in the weight room, uh, his interactions with his teammates, whether it's in a locker room or off the field in their apartments, in the cafeteria on campus, and just kind of how he lived his life. Um, I, I don't I don't know how you, you can't fill that void. Hopefully, at least not with one player. You know, I think you have to do it kind of collectively. There's a, a movie came out about baseball some years ago that was pretty popular, Moneyball, that, you know, they lost a couple good players because they couldn't afford to pay them anymore. And certainly the Atlanta Baves, Braves pay more than we do. And they said they weren't going to replace them with, you know, one for one. They're going to kind of try to re- replace them in the aggregate, right, with the kind of everybody that's on the team has got to get 1% better or do a little bit more or do something a little bit different are certainly, you know, lean into the best version of themselves. I think that's going to be a big thing for some of these guys that are returners and new. Is to be comfortable that, you know, whether it's a Silas Schaefer who looks like right now he's going to get the lion's share, the catching duties as a new player is very talented. If he's out there worrying about replacing Will King, he's going to miss something that's going to put him in the best position to be the best version of himself. So you can't replace him. I appreciate you reminding me that he's not here with us this year because, you know, i just kind of gotten over that fact over the course of the December. Um, but he's not the only one. There's there's a lot. Whether well, it's Logan Thomason at shortstop who played as good as shortstop in our league and, and I would argue the country over the last three years and Rod Chris who played in the outfield for us and had some big hits and Jalen Jones who's at second base and Charlie Ludwig, I think he – You know, I think he played seven years at first base here at EKU, and he's he's gone now. So, and there's more that I'm missing, whether it's guys on the mound or, you know, whoever it may be. And it's um it's not next man up because I think that you know that that's trying like you're trying to forget somebody that was with us. It's uh, everybody get together and try to do your best to see how we can put the best version of our team on the field.
0: You know, one thing we talked about during football season with Ryan was there are guys that now have that opportunity because those guys graduated and moved on. Um, Are, are those guys, are you seeing that, you know, that excitement that, that um, I don't know what the right word would be for it, but now that they're saying, Hey, they're feeling that
1: this is my time. Yeah. You see an opportunity, right? I think Santiago Peralta, he's one of three guys that is still on the team that was with us in that initial, you know, that first year. Mm -hmm. And he's, Turned himself – and it's not just now. He's been a hell of a player over the last couple of years for us and has helped us win a lot of games and has been versatile and and it's just really been uh, a true teammate and, and great program player. And he sees an opportunity, as he should, uh, with Logan being gone at shortstop to help kind of carry the mantle, right, or, or for the, the, the torch to get passed to him, I guess is you know a cliche way of saying it. And you've seen him respond to that and work for that and try to impact his teammates to be able to try to put himself in the best position to not only get what he wants, but to help our team get what we want by being the best that he can be. So that's been fun. And there's some other guys, you know, whether it's, you know, freshmen that are coming in that uh, we, we may end up replacing you know, three-fourths of our infield, um, you know, freshmen or transfers that are coming in to try to make an impact right away that the opportunity is there for them. Uh, guys like Connor Davis, who missed half the season last year due to injury, uh, that he feels like, you know, he, he, he missed a lot, and he's excited about getting back out there. So it's been a up and down the roster that there's opportunities that are available, and it's been fun to see guys compete a little bit to try to get what they want. For me, it's the the hardest for me to
0: keep track of is the pitching. Um, I know you got Chase and Reese back and other guys as well. Um, How how is the pitching looking? The starting pitching, the bullpen, all of it. Where you know, again, you you lost some pieces as always. You will every year. You've added some pieces as well. I know last year I just I kind of bought into the Chase Alderman fan club. Uh,
1: (laughs) So, but uh, what's the pitching looking like this year? Yeah, and Chase is going to be special. He is. You know we. I think we feel like that we have a chance to pitch at a very high level and that's every time that we play. This may be seen at the rose-colored glasses. I think we've got anywhere from 16 to 18 guys that we feel like whoever we're playing against or whomever we're playing against on a given day, we feel like can go out there and get us three to six outs. And so there's options there, whether it's returners or new, new players, new student athletes that are here that have had good falls and, and show good ability. And, and it doesn't appear that it's too much for them to be successful on the mound. I think for us, what we need to do, we have to be able to do is figure out where everybody fits best, both for them, as far as, you know, what they do, whether it's how they spin a breaking ball or how they use their pitches together in sequence to be able to get a hitter out, how they respond, whether that's the short outings and being able to bounce back and do it again, maybe in the same weekend or a couple of times in the same week. And then certainly, Vince, you come to enough games out there that you know. I don't know that you ever really win or lose a game in the first, second, or third inning, but you can damn sure put yourself behind the eight ball if you don't have good starting pitching. So especially in the rotation, I think we have several options and very capable options, but I'm not sure who fits where, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. Uh, We certainly have and we're comfortable with, and and we've had this since I've kind of been here, or we've been here, excuse me, is we have someone at the back end of the bullpen that has shown Uh, that they're capable of of closing the door at the end with Joe Clancy, you know, from about March 15th to to May 20th or whatever, when we finished last year. Statistically, he'd have to have been one of the best finishers or closers or stoppers, whatever you want to call him. He'd have to be one of the best in the country. And he's back. He's healthy. I watched him throw a bullpen today, and it was – he threw the pin he threw today was better than any pitch that he threw at any point in time when the lights were on and his adrenaline was running and, and the, you know, the game was on the line. It, he was better today than at any point last year, and that's a credit to him for working at it. So we're excited about that. but We, we got to figure out how to have more runs on the board than the other team does when it's time for him to pitch. So certainly part of that is trying to figure out how we replace some of the offense we lost to be able to touch home plate as much as we can. Uh, but I think, you know, from a run prevention standpoint, we're excited about the collection of arms that we have, and I'm unless I'm missing something, and I'm certain that I do all the time. Uh, I think we have a chance to be very, very good defensively. So, if you can pitch and play defense consistently, you'll find yourself in most of the games that you play. And so then it comes down to, you know, who's going to get a timely hit, who's going to move a runner, who's going to, who's going to hit a homer when the wind's blowing out here when we really need one. So, you know, we'll see how offense goes because. As you know, with the schedule that we play, we're going to face some people that they're going to be tough to score on, so we need to be tough to score on as well.
0: You mentioned Silas earlier, um, and I know when I ask a coach about players, they like to list them all, but I'm going to try to limit you down just a little bit. Uh, Some newcomers, guys that are new to the team that we haven't seen yet um, that we should expect to see a lot
1: of uh, this season. Yeah, from a position player standpoint, if if you're basing it off, kind of how the fall went. Silas was I – I don't know if you want to say pleasant surprise because we didn't think he was a bad player, right? But also he had taken – he redshirted his freshman year. He went to junior college in the fall of his freshman year and decided that he wanted to come back home and be with us. So he transferred back to EKU in January of last year. And because of the baseball rules with the NCAA, uh, there are no mid-year transfers. So he had to sit the spring out with us. But I think it was a great decision that he made to go ahead and get over here because – when you know when we show back up in August, uh, his level of comfort and the familiar, familiarity he had with whether it's the way things we do things here, his teammates, the campus, all of it, it was already in place for him. And so, I think that gave him a fast forward, you know, a, a little bit of a jump on being ready to contribute. And he, unless I'm missing something, like I say all the time, he he appears to. To be a very good player, he's big, he's physical, he's got a very good arm. Uh, he was one of, if not our best hitters in the fall. He'll probably hit third or fourth for us. I hate to put too much pressure on him, but also Coach Jones laughs when I kind of say stuff like that. He says, "Coach, you say it all the time. We say the truth. We tell the truth around here, and and we are. I'm honest, maybe to a fault." Uh, he he looks like a prospect. He does now. He certainly needs to play well to be able to follow up or follow through on that. Uh, but it would not surprise me if. You know, he's following in the footsteps of Will King, whether it's this year or next. He's a draft eligible redshirt freshman, believe it or not. Uh whether it's this year or next or, or the following year. You know, he's a redshirt freshman he has got a couple opportunities while he'll still have some leverage to to prove that that's the, that's kind of in the, the space that he belongs to be in. So Silas should be fun to watch. He really and he's kind of a local guy from Rock Castle, and yeah. he'll have some people in the stands yelling his name, and that's a good thing. Uh Justin Corency. Appears to have the inside track on our second base job to replace Jalen. He's a junior college transfer from Mineral Area College. I think he had over 400 both years of junior college and he hit over 400 in the fall here for us. And so, you know, I don't think he's going to hit 400 in the spring. I'm not going to be mad at him if he does, uh, but I do think he'll hit. I think he'll hit somewhere at the top of the order. Uh, you got to kind of squint when you look out on the field and see him because he's not very big. I promise you he's, he's out there. Um, but he's strong. He's fast. He can play defense. He's made it the right stuff, and we're excited to have him. And, you know, I kind of count – there's two guys I count as newcomers because they didn't have the years last year that they're capable of having. And that's Max Williams and Ron Franklin. Mm-hmm. And these guys have worked. The, the, the ability, the talent, the tools, the makeup, the work ethic, uh, if, if, I'll put it to you like this. If, if Max Williams or uh, Ron Franklin or some version of one of those two guys knocked on my door in about 15 years and asked my daughter out on a date, uh, I'd feel like we were ahead of the game. I can promise mm-hmm. you that that's the kind of people that they are. Um, and they just happen to be talented too and struggled last year. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do. It, it doesn't always work like this. And Vince and, and Ryan, you know, this too, you've had teammates and and you've watched enough that, you know, guys that are talented and do the right things and make the right decisions and are good teammates and are good leaders and and do it right in the classroom. Ron had a 4.0 in his in his master's plan. He's getting, he's getting his master's in construction management. You know, guys that do those types of things, not all the time, but sometimes it works out for them, you know. And so I'm excited to see what it is that they do. They're going to get plenty of cracks at it. Max is another one of those guys with Santi that – has been with us since year one, and he um, he had a tough year. He was pretty consistent. I think mean, he hit 270 with like six to eight home runs his freshman and sophomore year, and then, you know, last year it was a stinker. There's no other way to put it, um, and he's worked his ass off uh, to get to the back, back to the best version of himself, get comfortable in his own skin, to have the right kind of expectations for himself, to be okay with the fact that baseball is really hard, and when you fail inevitably in baseball, that does not make you a failure. Um, and so, I'm excited for Max. And then Ron, like I, I, I could spend, I could spend hours talking about Ron. I could t- spend hours talking about his ability. Um, he can do it all. Um, it's just a matter of uh, of if, not if, uh, but when it all comes together for him. And I'm certainly hopeful that it all comes together for him wearing our uniform this spring.
0: Well, I'm, well excited I'm excited for the excited. spring, honestly. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to with it. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to work on getting some of the players on, maybe even uh, assistant coaches as well, and talking through some of these things. Ryan, what do you have for Coach Pro tonight?
2: Uh, yeah, I got I got a couple questions. One, I love watching y'all's uh, baseball games every time we get to show up as an entire football team. It's really fun. Man, if you ever need a sub at DH or first base, I did play a little bit, just a tad bit. And don't listen. To yeah, well, says anything bad about it, but
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll let you come on, and then we'll let you get off the bus first too. So everybody yeah, knows yeah, yeah. what we're about <laughs>
2: when we get off the bus. That's right. But I, I got a question coming from our program, knowing uh, how important core values are. How, what are some of the core values you have for your team?
1: That's a great question, and we look at it like this, Ryan. Baseball is hard, right? And it's it, it, it's almost with the amount of failure. It's hard in a different way in similar ways to football because I I played in high school. I was a very forgettable high school player, but I remember how tough it is, you know, how hard it is physically. And baseball is not that. It's not that demanding. It's it's not as demanding physically as football is. Uh, But it's certainly it's at least as hard, if not a little bit more difficult from the amount of failure uh, that you have to deal with. So it can be very tough mentally. And so we try to simplify that and we use it. We use baseball to try to to help us make the decisions that we, you know, the core values that we have for our guys off the field and within the program because no different than life, life is hard too. And so in order to simplify it, we we have three rules, not four, not five, not 50. It's do things right, treat people right, and go hard. And so for us really, you know, do things right, it used to be. It's not so much now, but if you have the right guys, it is self-explanatory. You know, do things right doesn't mean be perfect. We welcome mistakes in our program. We know mistakes are where the most growth and learning comes from. And also we know it's inevitable. Nobody's perfect, so you're going to make them. So instead of trying to wish them away or or try to prevent them happening, we try to lean into them and and welcome them. So the right kind of mistakes, certainly, right, that our guys can learn from to be able to be the best version of themselves. Uh, And so we try to do things right. We try to treat people right. A coach I was around, he didn't come up with it but he said it so well uh, that he made it sound like he did. And I stole it from him. I know he stole it from somebody else, as he used to say all the time, you know, people will remember some, but very little of, of what you say. They'll remember more of what you do, uh, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. And so we try to remind our guys that all the time, that they're trying to treat people, right. That's what it looks like for us. And then, and then we try to go hard at it. And, and my dad used to say a couple of things over and over and over again for the, you know, 18 years that I live with them. And, and one of the things he used to say is if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And so what we try to in saying go hard, we take it a step further and just say, hey, man, if you're doing it, do your best. Whatever that looks like. you got teammates that, you know, some of them, if they pull a C in a construction management class, it's time to celebrate, right? It just is. That's a fact. Uh, and we do. We do. A hard-earned C, that that's worth celebrating. But if you're capable of making an A and you've got a B or a C, you know, my foot's going for, you know what, you know, we want them to do their best and and that's in everything that they do. So when they, you know, when they get out of bed in the morning, whatever their first, you know, line item is on their agenda, whether it's class or lifting or it's breakfast, uh, that they're competing to be the best version of themselves while they're doing it. And, and they try to stay where they are while they're doing it, be present there and being their best before they move on to the next thing that they have. And so, we, we, we really believe that doing that, that going hard, that trying to be a best at everything that you do on a daily basis leads to, you know, kind of big results. So for us, it's, it's about stacking good days like that, just one on top of the other. And we just trust that, you know, two things are true at the same time. And Coach Norvell down at Florida State was talking about this, uh, the speech he had with his, with his team after they got it handed to him a little bit about after playing Georgia. He said, you know, you do all that. And you got to be okay with the fact that it don't guarantee you anything. You don't guarantee you any, not one thing, but also, you know, it puts yourself in the best position to be successful and just have that, when that opportunity comes for you to be able to take, you know, to seize it and do the best that you can. And so if we can do that every single day, if we got 35 to 40 guys that are doing that every single day, that at the end of this process, we're together, whether it's this semester, this year, the season, whatever it looks like, at the end of that, uh, those days stacked on top of each other can be a pretty powerful thing.
0: That's great stuff. That's now, Coach not is, not is, not uh, as normal, you scheduled an incredibly easy non conference schedule uh, this year. Um, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee. Louisville, you know, just the just the walk walk in the park kind of schedule. I'm
1: I'm be co- i coaching that basketball team with you at about you know fifteen games in. That's what that's how easy our non conference schedule is for sure.
0: <laughs> My spot could be open real soon, Coach. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you guys, I'll trade off. I'll trade with you. Come get you
1: some, Vince. Uh, I'm telling you, man.
0: Um, February sixteenth, you guys are at Auburn uh, for a three game series uh, down there, Vanderbilt, uh, February the 21st. I, I grew up in just south of Nashville Vanderbilt. That's the only thing we respected at Vanderbilt was baseball. Um, but a great program down there as well. You guys get the, but thrown right into the fire this season. Um, you know, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna have a cool week this week and next week, but, uh, um, how much prep is still left to do? Obviously, you just got back from the semester or from the Christmas break. So um, how
1: much are you cramming in between now and February 16th? Uh, you know, not, not, uh, there's not really any cramming. Uh, like I was talking about as far as kind of how we approach the on-the-field on the stuff is we try to keep it as simple as possible, right? And so, you know, the team that when they hit it to you, the team that catches it the most and throws it to first the most, or catches it before it hits the ground the most consistently. Um, th- those are the teams that play the best defense. And, I, you know, these guys have been playing baseball their whole lives. Now, we certainly did spend a lot of time in the fall as far as from a player development standpoint. And and some guys needed to adjust. Some guys needed to do things differently or better or, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think the foundation is in there. For us, it's to try to make sure that we don't, we're, 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 like we told them, the other night um, we're not going to panic as far as whether we only got five weeks until the, until the games start or, you know, we may have three, we may have three or four days in a row where there's snow on the field. And we can't go outside. Like we'll figure it out. We're not going to put them at risk. Uh, we're not, like I said, we're not going to panic that it goes back to, you know, we don't talk about core values because I don't take myself as that serious. I don't know if I'm worthy of someone to say that they have core values. We certainly have a way of doing things. Um, but it's, it's just, it's if you go one day at a time, right, and, and you're really just trying to be the best version of yourself, you know, you take care of Monday on Monday and you worry about Tuesday on Tuesday, then then I think you got plenty of time. Like I told these guys, I, every single one of them, and myself included, is excited for and wants to beat Auburn on February 16th. No doubt about it. But if we spend any time this week thinking about Auburn on February 16th, something's going to get missed number one and then number two kind of taking it a step farther because they get five years to play four and and what we want that at the end of the day we want it to be the the best experience possible right that five years to play four while they're with us and so if you if you got your eyes on Auburn and we got our eyes on Central Arkansas or the home game against Kentucky here Louisville or Tennessee or Wright State or shit, Jacksonville or Stetson when we play them here on Easter, they're going to miss something here in the cages or outside That like like an interaction with a teammate or, or the fun part of it, right? They're going to miss some of that, and we don't want that for them at all. So we we try as much as we can. I, I'm as excited about getting on the bus on February 15th as, as anyone else, I promise you. Uh, but we just try not to get too far ahead of ourselves, you know, and, and I'm just trying to make it to – get home tonight and make sure my son gets his teeth brushed and gets in bed, you know, so he can get on, he can get up in time to get on the bus in the morning. Now, after that, I'll worry about Tuesday, even though a smart coach I used to work with also I used to say part of the day will always be planning for tomorrow. Um, but you just, you can't get, you can't, you can't get your head, up. you get ahead of yourself. You got to keep your head on the swivel at all times and, and try to make the most out of today. That kind of, I think mindset is the best way to prepare yourself. Does it again, We could do that every single day for the next five weeks, and and Auburn might give us something on Friday. And and that'll be okay, too. That'll be okay, too, because they got to play us again on Saturday. Uh, But we'll just try not to worry about it too much, I guess.
0: I love it. Uh, Home opener is February the 23rd against Oakland. Um, I will be in Tennessee during that series, at least the Friday-Saturday games. I might be able to make it Sunday afternoon after church. But uh, uh, for the record, I'd love for you to push your Sunday games
1: to two o'clock and then I can make them earlier. But anyways, um, I'm all for whatever that. gets more got more people in the stands. Yeah. I'm all for it. We have yeah. uh, we've played well at home the last three years for the most part, and it's hard not to draw a straight line to. We've had some pretty good support. So yeah, uh, yeah. talk to Corey Neal. You got his phone number? I know you do. If not, I'll send it to you. Vince, so you can call yeah. him and let him know.
0: All right. Uh, well, uh, like I said, a fun schedule lined up. You Like you mentioned earlier, hosting Kentucky on March 5th. Then you'll turn right around and go up to Lexington on the 6th. Uh, and then, of course, the conference play later on as well. Uh, but it's almost here, Coach. It's almost here. And like I said, we're going to spend the next couple of weeks getting to know some of the guys on the team, having them on the show as well, and uh, looking forward to the season coming up real soon. So, Coach. I always appreciate your time. Um, you always give great interviews, and uh, I really do appreciate it. Looking forward to being out there and cheering you on real soon. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. That's Chris Prothrow, BKU baseball coach, and uh, he's ready to go, man. And now I'm ready to go as well. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. Let's hear quickly from All Around Roofing. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a veteran-owned company servicing Madison County and Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, sidings, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and so much more, All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Go visit AllAroundRoofingKY.com. That's AllAroundRoofingKY.com for more information. All right. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. And uh, I told you, Ryan, he's always a fun interview, man. Uh, Coach Pro is a great interview. Love talking with him. And uh, I'm telling you, I was already excited about baseball. I've been doing uh, prep. Um, The uh, new season of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show kicks off on Sunday at 8 p.m. So I've been doing a lot of baseball prep uh, this week for Major League Baseball stuff. And uh, and now I'm I'm even more psyched for the EKU baseball season. Also, Um, so a couple quick just announcements, I guess. Like I just said, the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show uh, season kicks off Sunday at 8 p.m. The senior fantasy writer from BellyUpSports.com joins me for that, Kevin Wilson, and uh, we talk every Sunday night. Uh, We go over Major League Baseball news as well as fantasy baseball advice and strategy and things like that. So if you're into baseball at all, Tune in Sunday night, 8 p.m. That'll be right here uh, wherever you're watching the Sports Stove Local Hour. Or if you're listening to us on the audio podcast, it'll also be available there as well. Wednesday night, my dad joins me. We uh, will get into the NFL playoffs, and uh, we'll be talking about that Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Also, wherever you're listening or watching us right now. And, uh, and then uh, the plan is for next Monday to be right back here for the Local Hour. We'll continue to talk baseball. Uh, get some hoops in probably as well, and any uh, football uh, news as well. We'll talk about that. Um, also, uh, Ryan, any closing thoughts uh, before we close out the episode today?
2: Uh, not a closing thought, more of a closing question for the audience: uh, Michigan or Washington? Oh,
0: good. I meant to ask you that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> so I'm cheering for Washington because my mom's from Ohio. So um, so we can't cheer for Michigan. You're right. Can't cheer for Michigan. Uh, so- <laughs> So cheering for Washington, I think Michigan's going to win, but I have doubted, well, I've doubted both of these teams all year. I, I I doubted Washington as well. I thought Penix would get hurt at some point in time. Um, and uh, and I just, I don't know. I thought Oregon maybe would beat them, something like that. And they persevered through it all. Uh, Michigan, same thing. I thought they'd lose to either Ohio State or Penn State. They beat them both. And so they're here and they, they may have cheated somewhat in the process, but uh at the end of the day, they've won each game, and and, uh, and so they're playing tonight uh, right now, actually, So, mm-hmm. um, as well. So, I don't know. What are you thinking?
2: I do I do think that Michigan group is special that they have right now. Whether they're getting away with some stuff or not, that doesn't really matter. But uh, I'm definitely pulling for a and want Washington to yeah. secure this one because I think they deserve to – after that thrashing they got from Bama a couple years ago, they need to prove that they can play with them.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Blake Corum at Michigan. Now that dude is special, um, no doubt about that. Um, and Penix, you know, I, I, I cheer for him. Um, so his old coach at Indiana uh, has a friend of the show. He's been on our show three times. Um, uh, Tom Allen, who's now the DC at Penn State, uh, but uh, um, so it kind of followed Penix back when Tom Allen was at IU, and then Penix transferred out. And um, I don't know, so kind of cheering for him from that that stage and. You just a guy that's worked that hard and been through such adversity. Um, I don't know. I always cheer for that that kind of guy as well. So yeah, and
2: he's a lefty. Why not? And he's a lefty. <laughs> why not?
0: That's a great reason to cheer for a team. Hey, and uh, for the record, Green Bay Packers won on Sunday, making it mm-hmm. to the playoffs too. Man, there's all kinds of stuff to be excited about right now, uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah, listen, there's a lot, a lot going on uh, between now and the end of the school year at EKU. And we're going to do our best to cover it uh, as best as we can. Um, if you're ever out at a baseball game um, and you see me there, i will usually there with my boys or my wife and kids. And uh, if you're watching, come up, say, hey, I'd uh, love, love to meet you. I uh, have met several, but would love to meet you. And uh, and uh, always like to hear people who've who've at least clicked on the show for a little bit. It's always an encouragement. So if you see us out this this spring, make sure you come up and say hey to us. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. All right. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove, Twitter and Instagram. Um, and like I said, you can tune into our other programs Sunday or Wednesday, 8 p.m. Same place, same channel, all that good stuff as well. If you're tuning in tonight uh, on the YouTube, if you don't mind throwing us a like, uh, we would appreciate it. It helps the algorithm get that video out a little further. And if you know any other EKU fans, let them know about the show so they can tune in as well. Ryan, thank you for being here tonight as always. Uh, Coach Pro, sure appreciate him stopping by and KB helping us get that set up. We appreciate that as well. And we appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, Well, that's it for tonight. So until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.